Welcome back to Primetime Kansas City. On today's episode, we will go over NFL Week 16. The Chiefs hit a new low point on the season, getting their ass kicked on Christmas by the Raiders. Uh, we'll get into that and probably have a lot of strong opinions on what's going, what's going, what's going to look like going forward. Uh, lock of the week and underdog of the week. Nearly have that all figured out standings-wise, but there are still a few at stake. Uh, some miles. We don't have it some, some beers. Like, to no be one has lost. No one's no lost. one has lost, yeah. and no one has won. There's and no one has won. Clinching scenarios this week, just like there is in the NFL. Uh, so yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, Josh, go ahead and give them the updated standings. Uh, it was a good week for me in lock of the week. I was a, as I was the only one to win my lock of the week. John is now eleven and five. I'm nine five and two. Jackson's eight seven and one. Uh, underdog of the week, you guessed it. I once again lost. I am 0 16. John and Jackson both won their underdog of the week, making them eight. John eight and eight, and Jackson four and twelve. And with that loss, I have clinched loser of underdog of the week, and I will be doing a half beer mile. Now, earlier in the podcast, uh, about two months ago, I did say if I go 0 and 18, I would do a full beer mile. Looking back at it, I don't know why I ever would make that kind of rule. I think this rule should probably stay in effect and even after this year but it's getting really fucking scary <laughs> um there's a chance that i could do two beer miles there's also a chance i could only do a 0.5 beer mile this is just kind of like my fantasy football championship weekend uh i could win a thousand uh 10.50 this week or i can also lose up to 40 dollars this week there is a lot to play for in these in this week with that being said, let's get into Thursday Night Football. Well, yeah. Uh, at this point, me and John have nothing to play for in Underdog of the Week. So, John, we're just going to have to me. come together yeah, and make sure for... that Josh cannot get the ones that he wants. Let's start well, it off. It doesn't matter. For them. It's mainly just you, Jackson. All right. So, we'll talk about it, John. Um, Jets at Browns on Thursday night. Browns are seven-point favorites. Trevor Simeon starting for the Jets. Yeah, I'll take Cleveland here. Flacco, um, dare I say Flacco should win comeback player of the year. I mean, this dude. Gets he has up, odds now. This dude gets up off of his couch in November and comes out and is throwing piss missiles. He's legitimately, in the month that he's been the Browns quarterback, he's legitimately looked better than Deshaun Watson has since becoming the since going to Cleveland. It is bizarre. Yeah. I love Flacco. I love the whole narrative around him. I Back, you know, the mid 2010s the debate if he was elite or not i just love the conversations about joe flacco i hope the browns win i, I hope the browns do things in the playoffs i just it'd be so funny to watch joe flacco get up off the couch come into cleveland and just roll through the playoffs uh yeah joe flacco has second best odds to win comeback player of the year award now tomorrow hamlin <laughs> is still minus 400 which in my opinion is messed up the guys played two snaps this year and he got Penalty or penalty on both snaps. Didn't have to play a single snap to win that award, is what they're telling you. Technically, didn't he have to because then he couldn't even like be an official NFL player? I don't. They were gonna make it him. They were anyway. I mean, oh, we never did it last week. We need to look at our award picture or award predictions as we're coming to the end. But with that being said, uh, this was something I was thinking about, just but I'm not going to, so I'm gonna take the Browns. Uh, I'm going to go Jets underdog of the week. Um, I like Jets for lock of the week, but honestly, I want to fuck around a little more in lock of the week now that I'm out of deer mile contention. Um, 
I think the Jets are my top pick. I think that Joe Flacco is like on the brink of um, like the fart game. Um, he's already, despite playing pretty well, he's already thrown quite a few interceptions and has had another handful of whoa, holy shit passes um, where he's somehow not thrown a pick six. Um, look, I'm not trying to take away from his performances. It's been impressive in Jackson. I agree. I think he's probably been just as good as they ever got from Deshaun Watson. Um, and also has been an upgrade on PJ Walker or whatever that other dude's name was that was playing quarterback for them a little bit. Um, so no disrespect to him, uh, but I do think this Jets defense is going to be the biggest test of the year for him. Um, an actual bona fide unit that I think in their minds feels like they're going to stop Joe Flacco pretty easily. Um, and then you just have the Thursday night factor going on, which I think usually plays into the underdog's hands. Um, so I'm going to take the Jets here. I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a particularly entertaining game, but I think it's going to be a close one. Um, and I, I really like the bet of Jets plus seven as well. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Saturday, Lions at Cowboys. Cowboys are six-point home favorites. Yeah, this is this is a spot I really like, Dallas. Um, coming off of back-to-back road losses, they're a really good home team, 7-0 on the season at home. Versus a Detroit team that just won the division for the first time since 1993. First time they've ever won the NFC North. So congrats to them on that. But this feels like a letdown spot for Detroit. Feels like a must win for Dallas. I'll take the Cowboys here to finish a perfect 8-0 at home. Yeah. Um. <laughs> me and John were talking about this earlier. I think this ha- probably has the best value in my opinion, for underdog of the week. But there's two other games. And <laughs> I, I can take, one. I'm, I'm, take I'm, one. I'm just going to be, you could take one, and I'm, I'm fine with either one that you take. All I'm going to say is, I'm going to pass, but if the Lions win this, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> so for that reason, God. all right, uh, I'm just taking. Week. I'm just taking the Cowboys. I'm just taking Jackson because I'm scared, dude. I don't want to run two beer does, miles. There's a reason does, I am dude scared. Does every week now. Give me just the Cowboys. Uh, I'll take the Cowboys as well. I haven't been really high on the Lions at all this year. Um, not to take away from the season that they've had, um, because it is historic for them. But yeah, I think going into Dallas is going to be a little bit much for them. Um, and yeah, I mean, Dallas took a tough loss this weekend, shot themselves in the foot a couple of times. So important for them to bounce back and keep up the narrative that they can win games at home, even though they probably won't play one in the playoffs. Um, so yeah, I will take Dallas here. All right. On to Sunday. Dolphins at Ravens. Ravens are three and a half point home favorites. I'll do Dolphins underdog of the week. Let's go ahead and do That's it. Fine. Um, That's fine. I like the matchup. Tyreek and J- well, Jalen Waddle's healthy. Obviously, there's some things there, but I still do like the matchup. Huge game for both. Um, but yeah, I mean, Baltimore coming off of probably the biggest win. Both of these teams, honestly, probably coming off of the biggest wins of their season. Probably not going to get a better underdog on this slate than Miami. So I'll, you know, with nothing to lose, I mean, I'll, take, I'll take the Dolphins. They're literally playing for the first seed. This is for who gets the bye. Yeah, for the most part, unless Miami loses to Buffalo week 18. That is true. That's very likely. Uh, 
Yeah, obviously, this was a game I was looking at. Uh, in my opinion, I think the Dolphins are going to get smacked here. Give me the Ravens. Uh, I'm not saying I'm, I believe this because of what we saw last night. But with that being said, I still think the Ravens uh, win pretty easily. I think this is going to be a better game than people give it, give it credit for. Um, I think the Dolphins did a little bit of work to squash the narrative that they can't beat good teams. Um, uh, you know... It's it's tricky because the Ravens had such an eye-catching performance, but I think um, that was definitely a down night for the San Francisco 49ers. And yes, a good game for the Ravens. Definitely not going to take the credit away Banana. from them because going into this week, San Francisco was like the heaviest Super Bowl favorite um, before the playoffs, I think, like ever at like plus 180 something, which is just ridiculous. Um, I'm sure that's gone down a little bit now, showing a little yeah. bit of them being Ravens, vulnerable here. Uh, I just looked at it. To I'm Super assuming winners. the Niners are still the favorites. Yeah, they're still the favorite at plus two twenty five, and Ravens are plus three fifty. I think the odds makers kind of realized we just got the Super Bowl last night. Yeah, most. I mean, I think that's kind of the feeling. Um, having said that, I think the Dolphins are a little better than people give them credit for. I think they've gotten hot a little bit here recently. Uh, I'll take them to win. I'll take the Dolphins. I think in the playoff matchup. I would take the Ravens, um, but maybe the Dolphins kind of shake things up here and snatch the bye week away from the Ravens for the time being. Um, they're still going to have to go to Buffalo, correct? Um, or host Buffalo, one of the two, uh, coming forward here. But yeah, I'll take the Dolphins to get the win over the Ravens. I, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it can go either way. If Miami wins this game, they win the division, though. And Week 18 oh. does not matter for division. Yeah. They but, can clinch yeah, but the division, the but they AFC still need East. a one. They will clinch the AFC East with a win this week. So there is yeah. obviously a lot of opportunity. Even if they were to lose week 18 and lose out on the bye week, they would still get a home playoff game if they won this game. So a lot at stake. Saw a, an odds yeah. maker <clears throat> saw an odds maker tweet out today that if Ravens Niners was in the Super Bowl, they'd put the line at Niners minus two. So I mean it's still the Niners are still the favorite. The Niners, it was a bad night. The, obviously, it's eye-opening that they got their ass beat that bad, and the formula's kind of out on San Francisco. If you make them play from behind, Purdy just simply can't. Whenever they're behind and they know you're going to throw the ball, he can't. That's he just not who he is. That's not what they are. It's not what Shanahan is. You know, Kyle Shanahan's never been a coach that they're able to come back from behind on. He's always a guy that they've got to have the lead to win. So Baltimore, I think it also needs to be noted that uh, Trent Williams did get hurt last night, and the 49ers once again lost. They're still winless without Trent Williams this year. I also, I think, also saw a stat that Kyle Shanahan's like 0-38 when he yeah, falls down yeah, eight points in the fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yep. I think it was yeah. like halftime or something like that. It was he, fourth. Fourth. Yeah, he is historically yeah. horrible when he's behind because just because of what he runs he runs a run heavy scheme that sets up play action and whenever you're behind that doesn't really work um, but yeah I mean obviously a down night for the Niners probably the best the Ravens possibly could have played um, yep for sure so, so I think there's a little bit of value here on Miami I think if Baltimore went in there last night and the opposite happened you'd probably look at this line as minus two and a half Minus three, so I, I feel like you're getting a point of value just because of how well Baltimore played last night. But we'll move on. I have a question too, by the way. Yeah. 
Just, just wondering. Oh, and, I, and I'll I know answer. you guys. I know you guys are probably gonna say no to this. Okay. Can I have an underdog of the week, and then the other one is lock of the week in the same game? I think I've been denied this this this, uh, this opportunity. You can't before. do the same one. No. No, it's not the same one. I would pick opposites. Mm, yeah, I think that's no. been I think that's been overruled no. in the past. No. Okay, I, I, I was I was trying to hedge because if I would have done that, it would have guaranteed me at least one mile taken yeah, off. No, you're not doing. We're not letting you do that. Let's, <laughs> let's move on. I was just wondering. I was just wondering. Patriots and Bills. Bills are twelve point favorites. Um, man, those Patriots come through for John when he picks them. Oh my goodness, it's bullshit. It is. What are three of their four wins this year when John picks them underdog? Or yes, yeah, indeed. Three, Unbelievable. We'll see if he decides to go with it here. But I like He's already Buffalo. Oh, that's oh he had he had Jets underdog of the week. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I thought he did Jets lock of the week. I miss I misheard him. Mm. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I like Buffalo in the spot. Yeah, give me Buffalo. Uh, I think Bailey Zappi's honestly not been too bad. I thought they should have been playing him a lot earlier, but that's just me. I think the Bills continue this hot streak that they're on, even though they had a. Close call against the Chargers last week. Um, yeah, I can even go as far as someone that's picked the Patriots to win three times. Bailey Zappi is trash. Um, <laughs> he did get the win for them this other night, but they definitely should. No NFL team should be looking at him as a potential starting quarterback next year is what I'll Hell say. No. Um, no, he's awful. Um, I'm going to take the Bills. Um, I think the Bills, for me, are the most dangerous team in the AFC. Um I I definitely think that they're in a in a spot um, where if if Joe Brady can put the pieces together for them uh, offensively, they they might be able to get some shit done in the playoffs, uh, even as a wild card team. So I'm very interested to see how the cookie crumbles for the Bills here. All right, the Falcons at Bears. Bears are three point home favorites. Um, yeah, I will shit. take I will take Chicago. Just because I don't trust Arthur Smith at all. Although, I mean... I think there's another reason. If Taylor Heineke is playing, I want to side with Atlanta, but ugh, I don't know. I can't really... The Bears are, at least in the last calendar month, they've played pretty good football. Defensively, they've huh. played decent. Fields hasn't huh. been making as many stupid mistakes as he had previously. I'm still not convinced he's the guy in the slightest, but I'll take uh-huh. Chicago here. Uh, yeah. So there's two games that I was really wanting to pick from. John, uh, as a man, I would hope you don't say the other game, obviously, since I'm ahead of you. I could talk to you about it. Don't tell Jackson. But I was hoping the other game was going to be said first. But this, because this was my plan B option. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man up, bitch. Shit. Make your mind up. Well, you know, underdog uh, can't be taken from you, right? Because Jackson already took the. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about lock of the week. I'm talking about underdog. lock of the week. Oh, 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 okay. It's only minus three. Yeah, I'm talking about my lock yeah. of the week. Um, shoot. Uh, screw it. Bears. Uh, I think Jackson knows where I want to go too, and I think it's only because the podcast. Yeah, f- fuck it. Bears minus three. All right, 
Bears Lock must three what? Yeah, you gotta say it with your chest out. All right, all right. I got screwed, and I didn't want to say anything until it happened, but I got screwed. Yeah, we'll see. Because I mean, if it was up to me, I would have picked my game that I wanted to pick first. But we'll gosh, see if I go with it, that. So. John. Well, if you if you don't, John's uh, going with it. It's my pick now. Sorry, Josh. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to take the Bears here. Um, as we've mentioned before, Josh made the comparison. Bears of the September Royals. I think that's relatively accurate. Um, and also, it. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Justin Fields kind of needs to save his job here. Because, um, you know, they could look to replace him with that number one draft pick that they're going to have. Um, most likely, as long as the Panthers don't turn shit on. Um, yeah, I, I think the Bears will get the win here. And fucking screw Arthur, Arthur Smith because it, he waits till I'm eliminated from the fantasy playoffs to have his other game where he actually gives Bijan the ball. So fuck that guy. I literally cannot stand him. Um, and I'm glad that the Falcons have falconed their season yet again. Sucks to suck, Atlanta. Oh, they could still win the division. Don't don't sleep. They win this game. Uh, they're not gonna. Could. They're alive. Um, next game, yeah. Raiders at Colts. Colts are three-point favorites. I like the Raiders, man. They're hungry. They're playing hard. That defense is 20 times better than it was to start the season. They have a grown-up in charge. I, I like the Raiders in this spot. The Colts, they're kind of coming back down to earth. This is what the Colts are. This is what Gardner Minshew is. These last couple, two out of the last three weeks, he has looked very, very poor. Um, I'll take, I will take the Raiders to win here. I mean, Aiden O'Connell didn't complete a single pass in the second half, but with that being said, I still think the Raiders compete. I think the Colts get the win here. If it was Indy minus three and a half, I would have taken Raiders underdog league, but that's not the case. That is not the case. John Alvey. Um, sorry. Um, shit. This is the Raiders, no? Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. He's confused. No one help him. Raiders, Colts. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, sorry. I was I was looking around at other locks. All right, my bad. Um. I will take the Colts in this one. Um, I think it's going to be a little more difficult for the Raiders when they're not playing a Super Bowl 55-level traffic cone offensive line. Um, I think that's going to make things a lot more difficult. So I'll take the Colts to keep their shred of a playoff hope alive. All right. Panthers at Jaguars. Jags are seven-point favorites. Yeah, I have no idea how the fuck the Jags are still favored by this many points. Completely wrong read last week. I did not understand how banged up Trevor actually is and how just broken this team actually is. I, I like Carolina plus seven here. Um, I, I fuck, you know what? Fuck it. I, I'll pick Carolina to win the goddamn game outright. Like I don't trust Jacksonville in the slightest right now. Yeah, no, I, I am very interested to see how Jacksonville finishes the year. I don't think it's going to be good. I think they still make the playoffs. Give me the Jaguars. Who does, who does uh, the Texans play next week? Uh, they don't play the Jaguars, do they? No, next week. Colts. Dang it. I was hoping it was going to be Jaguars-Texans because that would probably be for the division. But yeah, you know, if I had to guess, I don't even know what games next week. Uh, probably Bills-Dolphins for Sunday Night Football. Probably. Either that or if there's a game that has playoff implications because there's literally none. 
where it's a team where it's, we don't know if it's like a win or go in or win or go home. Um, I'll take the Jaguars here uh, just because it's the Panthers. Um, the thing Give I will say, man, is I, I think the Jaguars are kind of the reason I'm scared to commit to the Ravens as the AFC's representative as hard as everyone is because um, – the Ravens really, or the Jaguars really had to give that game to them at every step of the way. Um, and yeah, the Jaguars are just kind of bad, not going to lie. Even with Trevor Lawrence, who was out there injured, um, they didn't impress me, uh, and neither did the Ravens. And they backed it up with an even worse performance last week as they <laughs> completely torpedoed Jackson's lock of the week, which he was very excited to see it shifted back in his direction um, yeah. as the game came around. Yeah. But and unfortunately for him, didn't really play out all that well, did it? No. And, you know, when lines move that much throughout the week, you're never comfortable. Even if they go back in your favor, you're like, fuck. No. I, this, this, isn't, this isn't very comfortable right now. I don't like how much money no. is being spread out throughout this game. So, it is what it is. You know, like, it, it, it happened. I... Tried to get ahead of the line. That's the problem with doing a Tuesday show. If I'm on Thursday or if we're on Saturday or, you know, whatever, probably have a different mindset, but that's that's just the nature of what yep. we do. Cookie crumbles. Titans at Texans. Texans are three-and-a-half-point home favorites. Um, I'd expect Stroud to be back this week. He's missed two weeks with a concussion. I'd expect that he is back this week, and if that's the case, I like the Texans to win this game at home and – Put themselves in a good position for the final week of the season. Yep, plan is for Shroud to uh, get the start for the Texans. Still listed as questionable, questionable, but uh, Texans already came out and said they're aiming for him to make a Week 17 return. Give me the Texans to beat the Titans. Yeah, big week for the Texans. Um, if they do still want to get that playoff spot, I think they've got an okay chance here with the way Indianapolis has been playing. Um I will take them to win here if C.J. Stroud is back. Um, maybe a little bit of rust to shake off, and that might be a bigger consideration given that Stroud's a rookie quarterback. Um, but we'll see how he does out there. The last time that he played, they had a few more options for him to throw to as well. Pretty sure Tank Dell was still there and Dalton Schultz as well. Uh, I'm not sure what his status is at the moment, but definitely a different-look Texans team than the last time we saw Stroud out there. Uh, Rams at Giants. Rams are six-point favorites on the road. Yeah, give me the Rams. Um, this team yeah. is sneaky good. Um, huh? I, I, I guess they're not even sneaky good anymore. They are just damn good. Um, they, I, I'm just going to say, like you don't want to see them wild card weekend. Rather, you're Philly, you're Dallas, you're San Fran, you're whoever you are, Detroit, you don't want, especially if you're Detroit. Could you imagine Stafford going in to Detroit wildcard weekend and knocking the Lions out of the playoffs? Oh my God, that would be funny. But uh, yeah, give me the Rams here on the road. They should get this done pretty easily. Are you fucking kidding me? Not locking it. Not locking it. Well, this was going to be my lock of the week. Uh, yeah, I've been riding with the Rams for like the past three weeks. They're, they've been pretty good recently. John, uh, I, if you want, I already have it down for you. No, I'm not going to steal it from you. I've got one in what? mind that I like more. John, I've already taken right. Bears minus three. 
I know, I know. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna steal it from you, even, even with you not getting it. As much as that type of pick has worked out for me quite a few times this year, uh, and I do like Rams minus six. Uh, I'll, I'll leave it in the air because I, I've got another one. Um, I do think, however, weird for me to say this after I declined the opportunity, but I do think I agree with Jackson that I think the Rams are like an actual uh, Super Bowl contender. Oh, believe it or not, I think I think we should all just hear me out. I was looking into this. We all put five bucks on the Rams to win the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, we get three hundred and fifty bucks. Who says no? What about the NFC? That's a different conversation. Uh, but I mean, five five so, pays one hundred and fifty. Something has to be said about. Every NFC team that faces Lamar Jackson this year, including the Niners, including the Seahawks, including the um, Lions, has gotten utterly embarrassed by Lamar Jackson. The only NFC team that did not get utterly embarrassed by the Ravens were were the Rams. They're the only NFC team that played the Ravens this year and actually, I'm not going to say they stopped Lamar. They gave up 31 points to him, but they hung in there. They went to overtime. Like they, I think the Rams could be the they are the only because Lamar is nineteen and three in his career against the NFC. When you don't see him, he's almost impossible to prepare for. But the Rams were the only NFC team this year to even keep it close with them. So it says something. It you know they're eight and seven. I value them much higher than eight and seven. Well, I think the thing about them that the, the reason for that is because of Matt Stafford, right? I mean. They had the sequence of the season where he wasn't there, and his first stint, he didn't look great. But ever since he's come back, it's been like, oh, wow, Matt Stafford is still a damn good quarterback. Matt Stafford, um, yeah. I, I think you gotta, you have to definitely look at that. And yeah. this is the team that, that won a Super Bowl with a similar team, right? A team that everyone knew was good, but I don't think people were really, you know, circling their name um, in the year that they won it, 56. Um I think that they're weirdly maybe even the second the second uh second best team in the NFC maybe. I with really want to put Okay, with with the way the Cowboys and Eagles have looked, that might be the case. I really want to put 5 bucks on the Rams to win the Super Bowl. I think I'm going to. Is it ludicrous to say if they make the playoffs, which they should make the playoffs. Is it ludicrous yeah. to say Stafford would be the best quarterback in the NFC in the playoffs? Cuz no. Like, no. I feel like he is. He's definitely better than uh, Dak. Definitely 100 times better than Brock Purdy. Better than Geno's shit. Um, better, better than Hurts. Right now he's better than Hurts. Yeah. I mean, the way Hurts has looked, he's better than Hurts right now. Um, yeah, I mean, you could argue he's the best quarterback on the NFC side of the ball that would make the playoffs. And let's be honest, in January, that's kind of what it. That's kind of what matters is you've got to win with your quarterback. Not a lot of teams get to the Super Bowl without a good quarterback. So, we'll see. Obviously, they got to win this one. Next game. Cardinals at Eagles. Eagles are 10.5-point favorites. I'll take Philly to win, but I love Arizona at 10.5. I mean, who are the Eagles to catch 10.5 points? The only concern is, have the Cardinals just mailed it in in... You know, at one, now, one point this year, Jonathan Gannon had him playing really hard. But, I mean, at this point, you're a 3-12 and team. It was a very uninspiring performance last week against the Bears. So, I'm a little worried about that. Uh, but, yeah, overall, I think Philly wins in a crapshoot. I don't expect this to be a great game. I thought the Cardinals were going to do me nice last week. 
and I'm repaying my sins by picking the Bears as lock of the week. Uh, yeah, I think the Eagles. I think this might be actually a game quite opposite of what you say, Jackson. I think this might be a game where Jalen Hurts and the Eagles kind of look like the team we think they are. But with that still being said, they haven't looked good in the past what since the Chiefs game. They didn't so, even look good that I'm, game. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm very interested to see how this team is going into the playoffs. I think it's going to be closer than ten and a half. I think it might be ten. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think this is a ten point game. And 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 with having said that, I I really like this Cardinals pick. It might it might be closer. I agree with Jackson. The Eagles have done nothing to earn ten and a half points, even against this Cardinals team, which has been you know really struggled to get wins. I mean they've they've stayed in a couple games and you know looked not terrible at times, but at their core they're still a three and twelve team, right? Um, but I, I do like them. I, I would like that pick a lot. Just a little more set elsewhere for my lock of the week, but 10.5 I definitely enjoy. Having said all of that, I will take the Eagles to win. I just think the Cardinals keep it close enough and maybe do a little bit of backdoor action. So no one has picked a lock of the week other than me still, correct? That is yep. correct. I'm like 99% sure I know what Jackson's picking. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you. No, I won't. I won't do. Actually, yeah, it has nothing to. It's what I think it is. You can't steal it. Um, it involves one of my two yep. favorite teams. That is all yeah. I will. Oh, oh, I wonder which one. And, it, and I'm sure it's the Packers. Yeah. I'll I'll let you. We'll get to it when we get to it. Saints at Bucks. This is basically an elimination game for the Saints, and it's damn near an elimination game for Tampa. Bucks are three point home favorites. I give I give it to Tampa. You know, I'd, I've given Todd Bowles a lot of shit in the past, but. He's better than Dennis Allen is. Dennis Allen, uh, welcome to being Green Bay's next defensive coordinator, buddy, because your ass is out. You are grass in Saint in uh, New Orleans. Uh, Derek Carr is shit. Yeah, give me Tampa, man. Like it goes to show when you have weapons, how much better your quarterback can look. This is the best Baker Mayfield we've ever seen, and it's because they have Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Rashad White, and competent offensive pieces. Oh my God, it makes me so pissed to watch. But I mean, people that wanted to give Brady all that credit for what he did in Tampa, literally look at this season. Baker is playing 10 times better than Tom did last year. Yeah, it's insane yep. to me still that we somehow got to interview the GM of the Bucks, but that's yeah. not here or there. <laughs> only, only OGs of this podcast the will remember that. YouTube days. Uh, the YouTube days. Give me the Bucks. I think they get it done here. I, okay, I would love to just ask him, like, how did – he knows that we can, like, you know, cross-check his voice with, like, other – the hundreds <laughs> of public interviews he's done. So young. Yeah, I, I don't know how he hasn't been, like, in trouble for this. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious. You can – His can, last tweet was December 3rd, so that's somewhat concerning. Yeah, well, it's crazy <laughs> that that guy that his fucking – hill that he's gonna die on is that Jameis winston is an all-time great quarterback actually built a damn good roster that pretty much steamrolled its way to the super bowl um that that kind of blows my mind because i would usually tell you that person is an idiot um but here we are um with all this in mind i'm taking the bucks i can't remember if it was here or with um just, you know my other friends but i made the take this last week that baker mayfield is better than brock purdy I don't think it could have aged better over the quick week period. Um, I'm not saying either of them are elite quarterbacks, um, but just to illustrate how much a uh, quarterback can get carried, uh, look at how damn good Baker Mayfield has looked mm -hmm. in a job that we weren't even certain he was going to have 
at the start of this season. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty impressive. I would not hate for the Chiefs to be in the market for a certain Mike Evans. Um, if he was available for trade earlier in the season, that's a little bit frustrating, but I don't know to what extent those rumors were actually true. Either way, good job to the Bucs. Um, a lot of people picked them last in the NFC South this year, and they, uh, they're they looking like they could win it. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Bucks preseason were over under six and a half wins. They're eight with two weeks to go. They're 10-5 and five against the spread this year, including winning their last three against the spread. All three of those, however, came as underdogs this week. They are favorites. The last time they were favorites, they played the Panthers and failed to cover. So, interesting stats interesting. there. Um, if you go back to the first time that these two played, New Orleans was favored in New Orleans, and Tampa Bay won outright. So, to you know, right. whatever you want to do with this game. Tough. I, I'm... I, I was really hoping Tampa would be a home division dog. I'm, I'm a whore for those, but uh, did not happen. All right, another noon game. Got a lot of noon games. Holy crap. 49ers at Commanders. Niners are 13 and a half point favorites. Um, you would expect they're going to come out with their piss on fire. Like, they are going to come out absolutely pissed off after that performance. Um, I expect them to take care of business easily. The, the Commanders are such a joke. They are... Such a goddamn joke. That franchise, Riverboat Run, goodbye. The whole franchise, just goodbye. Like, they, they've got to retool. If they ever tried convincing themselves Sam Howell was the answer, and now is an appropriate time to hop off of that. It's very interesting to think. What if Matt Nagin gets fired? Do we take Eric Benemy back, or does it show that, like... Would like, Eric Benemy really even want Eric... to come back? Like, that's... I, that's, I'm asking that, too, but at the same time, like... Looking at it, like they have good, they have weapons on offense. Scary Terry, Jahan Dotson, uh, Brian Robinson, and Sam Howell. They're not bad, but it's just that Sam Howell can't bad. protect. I'm Sam I'm willing to say Sam Howell is now bad. He's he's below average. He's not a starting he's quarterback. Bad. He's not an NFL starting quarterback. I had people arguing me not too long ago. I think if you put Sam Howell on the Jets, rather, the Jets. Are I had people arguing me not too long ago that Sam Howell was better than Jordan Love. Like people were drinking the hell out of the Kool Aid because he had passing yards, and yeah, he's come back down to earth. This year, Niners are eight and seven against the spread. I think that just kind of says how many crazy spreads give, that they've had. Give me the Niners. Also. Uh, this is, is somewhat developing news. All right. Uh, it's MLB, and I know we want them talking MLB. Wander Franco's house in the uh, Dominican Republic was raided twice by uh, the Santo Domingo pros- uh, prosecutor's office. Wander Franco has not been found since they raided it twice. AK, I think Wando Franco, Wander Franco is on the run. <laughs> Okay, uh, interesting. Yeah, nice to know. Um, I'll, <laughs> I, with that, with that in mind, I'll take the Niners. Um, <laughs> I like their spread here. I think the the Commanders suck. Um, change the name back to the football team. The Commanders has got to be the worst name in all of sports, all of it. Um, just go ahead and change it back to the Redskins at this point. It's better than the fucking okay, Commanders. Okay, no. okay. The okay. Commanders no, is no, such no, a terrible no, name. Now you just now you just went went and completely fucking <laughs> ruined it. Commanders is bad, but let's 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 get it straight. It is not a racial slur. Okay, I'm 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 gonna take the Commanders. 
Um, I'm going to vote for the commanders too, Jackson. I'm going to let you uh, be on that island by yourself. All right. Yeah, you can oh. you can die on that hill over here. Uh, I would take the Niners spread if I was betting this. I don't really think there's much left for the commanders, and I agree with Jackson's take that uh, the Niners are going to come out firing because why wouldn't they? Now, if Trent Williams is hurt, they might just lose. You never know. He's the key. The, 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 uh, the, the comeback player of the year, GOAT. I've never seen a bigger award snub ever. Who gives a shit that Alex Smith's leg is fucked up? Trent Williams cooked. And that guy had cancer that the freaking formerly Washington this, Jackson yeah, this is a, this is a This is a revenge game for Trent Williams. So, yeah, it yeah. is. And once again, Trent Williams repeatedly like went to their doctors having the same issue. And they're like, no, you're fine. He's like, dude, no, I'm not. Turned out he had cancer. Good, so, old, good old so, Dan Snyder. Good old Dan yeah, Snyder. Yeah, yeah. This is a big revenge game for Trent Williams. <laughs> Let's go. Williams revenge game. I love it. This is we will be pulling for the Niners and Trent Williams in this one. Uh, Niners are a team. They are the only team that has been favored in every single game this season. They have not been a dog once. We've made it who, to. Go ahead. Who were who were the Chiefs dogs against? I can't even remember this. It was, um, oh, piss. Who was it? Was it the Eagles? No, we were, we were two and a half. Hold on. Let me, hmm. let me, I don't know. I'll bring up the next game while we talk about that. I'll find that while we're yeah. talking about the next game. Um, now we're in the afternoon slate. Steelers at Seahawks. Seahawks are three and a half point favorites. Um, give me the Seahawks. Tomlin doesn't need this one. He just needs week 18. All right. Here we go, boys. <laughs> oh god <laughs> me and john were talking about it i mean it's either this or the chargers let's ride mason let's ride uh steelers underdog of the week i hate this pick but i really wish i would have went with lions okay and so now that i said that the lions are gonna win i found the one game that the chiefs were and this is on the action network betting app so um this is where i'm getting all the information from they were plus 0.5 against the Dolphins. So basically a pick. But they were technically okay. dogs. Technically. But not really. Okay. I don't even remember that. I guess I guess probably I remember that line being as even now that I'm thinking about it. But that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, Josh, I do not like your pick at all. Um, I, I think <laughs> the Steelers are getting crazy over-respected here. I took the Bengals last week. Uh lock of the week mainly because i think the steelers are trash and i think no. we're still confirming that but i am not going to touch betting against the steelers here the seahawks were the first thing that lit my eyes up because it was like okay the steelers suck they're gonna win by at least seven and i still kind of think that but remember the guy that josh called the most overrated coach in the nfl last year does not go below 500 nope. so i look at this game as largely a toss-up because if he loses this one he's gonna win the next one um is he uh so at baltimore uh, we'll see. As, this, hey, hey it's it's a uh, mike tomlin one time needed duck hodges to win him a game <laughs> and to get him to 500 and he did so yeah. their crazier shit has happened but yeah the, even more the reason that this is the more sensical game for them to win so josh maybe your pick will work out i guess i said i didn't like it at first but going on pure logic and not being a trend whore, um, I think the Steelers suck ass, and the Bengals have a historically terrible defense that somehow made them look good last week. Um, so I'll take the Seahawks. Heavy. 
Chargers at Broncos. Broncos are five-point home favorites. Um, yeah, I don't know what to do with this. Um, the Chargers looked decent without Brandon Staley, so you could give them that. But that was also just probably the typical our coach got fired that we all hated, so we're going to come out and play really hard the next game type of performance. Um, I like Denver here to bounce back from a really, really bad loss to New England uh, and get this done. I just Easton stick on the road in Denver. Good luck. I don't trust him at all. But I wouldn't have trusted Bailey Zappi either. So who knows? But I, I'll go Denver. Give me... Um, I'll take... I'll take the Chargers. Screw it. Uh, I'll go Denver narrow, but I really like the Chargers plus five here. I think this game's a, a bit of a dogfight. Um, Denver needs to win to stay in that playoff race, um, and they completely blew it last week. It was not great. I might even go as far to say that I think the Chargers were intentionally getting Brandon Saley fired. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, look, the Raiders the Raiders are fine. They, they beat the Chiefs this week. We know that. But you gave up that many points to Aiden O'Connell – who set the NFL record for like most consecutive incomplete passes this week. Um, and like first quarterback to like win a game without completing a pass in the second half or something like that. I can't remember what the stat was, um, but either way, either way, the Raiders offense never, never, never should score 30 points, let alone 60. Um, so the chargers clearly had an aberration that week. Uh, they're definitely a better team than that game indicated. And they showed it when they almost beat Buffalo uh, this past week. So I will take the Broncos having said all of that, but I, I like it to be a close game. So, John, you still haven't locked anything, right? No, I haven't. And I have not either. It's good and interesting. And we're down to two games. I'm and just saying I know for sure my lock is going to be there. <laughs> we'll see because Bengals at Chiefs, Chiefs are seven-point favorites. I am not doing anything in this game. No, oh, wow. no, wow. no wow. line pick wow. at all. Not doing I'm it shocked. at that all. That might screw things up for John. I'm not taking well, no. any line in this game. When this was at plus eight, I would have taken Cincinnati. It's come down a full point. I don't like it at a touchdown. We can get into the Chiefs here because I'm going to pick the Bengals to win this game outright. Um, the Chiefs oh. are fucking cooked. The Chiefs are fucking cooked. Yeah, Maybe it's good. a little overreaction. But, oh, my God, this offense is abysmal, like, to the point to where it cannot be saved, where it's like, this year is just fucked. And I sent out a tweet yesterday that I think I've finally gotten the clarity that this year is not even as much on the receivers as it is on how shit our left and right tackle play has been. I mean, Donovan Smith and Jawan Taylor are fucking horrible. I don't know what you do, man. If you can't beat the Raiders when their quarterback doesn't complete a pass for three quarters, who the hell can you beat? I don't trust it at all. I personally just cannot wait for this season to be over. I know that's so pessimistic to say, but I, I'm so sick of watching this shit every week. I just want to go to the offseason, get a competent fucking receiving core, get competent tackle play, and come back next year. I just can't stand to watch every single week the same shit happen. Stupid-ass penalties, stupid-ass turnovers, drops. It can't run the football. It's just so bad right now. I, oh my God, I feel so bad for Mahomes. I really do. And he's not even playing his best football, but I think that's just because they've drove driven him to the point to where he's trying to be Texas Tech Superman Mahomes again. And 
it's just not going to happen. Yeah. You picked the Bengals. Okay, yeah. I've told you guys my thoughts. I told you that we weren't good after I forget what game I told you. But the fact that it took you guys this long to figure this out was oh a little concerning. This fucking drives me insane. This this drives me fucking nuts. Alright. Whatever. What do you Go mean? Ahead. I literally No, I you, said, you I, guys every year, every year in the regular season, both of you have a moment where y'all turn into Nostra fucking Damas and you're like, Oh, I told you the Chiefs can't win the Super Bowl. It can't happen. And look, maybe maybe in this situation. No, 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 no. You guys still had hope. I'm not saying no. I'm not oh, saying you okay. guys thought we were gonna win. I'm just saying I haven't had hope for a while. No, I'm not trying to get dunked on here by the guy that picked the Bengals and the Eagles to beat us last year. Is all I'm saying. That's and all that's I'm fair. saying, man. You, you, there's, there's a certain, a certain mindset that has to go into being the defending champion and quitting on the team in week eight. Like, uh, I'm just ah. Uh, uh, all right, go ahead. But go what ahead. do you want me? We literally haven't we haven't done anything in the past. I said well, I will come out. And when was say our this. last good game? I said we argued no, this. See, after... No, you don't get to do this. You don't get to do this either. Because what did you say last week? No, listen to what I'm going to say. Listen to what I'm going to say. Listen to what I'm going to say. I said after the Bills game that I still had that I still thought we could win because nobody in the AFC was dominant enough to meet. But if we didn't win these next four against backup quarterbacks, the season was fucked. And I stand by that statement that losing this game when you had to win it, you really had to win it, is just, I have zero hope anymore. I had hope going in, even after the shitty Patriots win, I was like, I still have some hope. Like, they're going to find a way to win out, go 12-5, and five, and I still have some hope. I I will not come back if they win the Super Bowl and chain, you can record this, you can clip this, you can do whatever you want. If they go on a run in the playoffs, you can just say I was flat out fucking wrong at this point. But as of December 26th, the season is dead. It is over. Dude, yeah, John, I never said I was wrong last year. I, I, I've always, last okay. year never I said we were screwed. I've never went back on my word and been like, oh, yeah, no, I believed in them. No, I was wrong, and I'm not saying. I've okay, said the Chiefs have been dead. You don't have to argue with me. Go ahead. And, I just want to hear your full Well, no, I've just, I've just been saying the Chiefs have been dead for a while, and it just took you guys a little bit longer. Okay, go ahead. Proceed. Bengals win. No, I'm joking. I have the Chiefs winning. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to largely agree with you guys and say that I also do not have hope at this point. Um, yes, it is very difficult, too, after that game. And uh, I think I think one, two people that have been dodging a lot of the blame here are Andy Reid and Matt Nagy. Now, I also have said that our offensive line yesterday was – Super Bowl 55 reminiscent because it was. Um, and obviously the receiving core was not any help either because they were completely not getting open um, in, in hilarious fashion. Um, and it also just, it's, it's disappointing because the thing that I think really drove it for me that it's like, okay, we don't have to completely count them out now because the Chiefs defense is top three in the NFL. And I think even yesterday demonstrated that further. They had an incredible game. If you lose the game or your defense doesn't give up a touchdown or doesn't even come close to giving up a touchdown, um, that's a hell of a game right there. That, that you had to screw up really bad. Um, and that's what the Chiefs offense did. Uh, completely bundled together two, two touchdowns, and one of them was off probably the worst play call I've ever seen. I don't know what the fuck. Whose idea it was to run a read option with, with – 
Pacheco taking the snap out of the shotgun um, with Mahomes as the running back. Fucking bizarre. Just a crazy play. And you get the one trick play to work, and you go there. Um, yeah, it was it was a terrible game by the Chiefs all around. And, yes, it is pretty much impossible for me to say I think the Chiefs could win the Super Bowl at this point. Um, to be honest, the one thing that I think <laughs> maybe could maybe could make me think otherwise is if the Chiefs went full Tom Brady and just went full game management, like don't even try to do anything on offense. Um, you know, you, you maybe score one, one touchdown a game, one, two touchdown, you try to win the game 17 to 14 because obviously we just shoot ourselves in the foot. Even when we get a good play call for a big, a big game play, Kadarius Tony slaps off his hands and gets picked off uh, for a pick six, basically. Like there's nothing you can do at this point. Um, now, Looking ahead to this Bengals game, I am going to take the Chiefs minus seven as my lock of the week um, because the Bengals are so bad. It is mind-blowing. Jake Browning is terrible. He's flat-out awful. And the the Bengals' defense is 2018 Chiefs-esque. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the Bengals-Steelers game, but literally if you changed the jerseys, and told me it was a Bengals 49ers game, I would have completely believed you. The Steelers offense was literally just ripping them to shreds. Like, honestly, like nothing I've ever seen before, which is crazy given that they haven't done shit all year and it was Mason Rudolph's first game. Um, I think even this Bengals defense will be enough to give the Chiefs false hope that they can actually play offense again. Like, I think people out of this week are going to be like, are the Chiefs back? And no. we're all going to know the answer is no. no. Um, but... People are going to have this conversation, um, and I think the Chiefs being at home, they 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 definitely, similar to when I locked them over the Patriots two weeks ago, they they have to, they have to cook. They just do. They don't really have a choice. If they don't, there's not even a reason to show up for Week 18. Um, and if they do, there also isn't a reason to show up for Week 18 because they'll have clinched the division. And I'm pretty sure, I guess, unless the Dolphins lose both of their games. Um, the Chiefs won't be able to move up to the two seed either. So, yeah, I I have the Chiefs winning a pretty comfortable yet boring game here. I am not locking them because I'm saying, oh, it's fine. It is not. It is a mess. It is poor. Um, everything about the offense is shit, and the defense is fantastic. And I think that's going to be enough to get a solid win over a team that, mind you, the Chiefs still kind of hate. I think that... Those guys there still want to beat the shit out of them. Even without Joe Burrow, um, I'm going to assume that's the attitude. So I'll take the Chiefs minus seven lock of the week. Yeah, I mean, I I just do wonder. I go back and I wonder this whole season if they didn't get off to the terrible start they did week one. If Tony and Taylor, and Taylor didn't even have a bad week one. It was just Chris Collinsworth was like, how is this not getting called? He's jumping every play, even though Lane Johnson does the same fucking shit for the last 10 years, yep. but whatever. And But if Tony mm. just didn't have that catastrophe of a day and they win that game, just how different this season could have been. Or if Tony doesn't line up offsides against Buffalo, how different you know things look. And it's the thing is, like the last few years, those little things have fallen into place and they've gone the Chiefs' way. This year, it just hasn't. And... You see what happens when you lose those close games on stupid mistakes versus when you win those close games on other teams making stupid mistakes. And it, it's just the way it is. It's why it's hard to win back-to-back -back in this league. It's really just not something you see because 
getting those bounces and getting those breaks to go your way back to back years, getting it to go your way consistently is really, really hard. And, you know, who knows? Maybe even if they played well week one this season wouldn't have gone great. But I just think they got off to a bad start. Nothing really looked right, even when they were winning against Jacksonville and when they had the game against Minnesota, things didn't look perfect. Or when they had the Thursday night football home game against Denver, things didn't look great. And it just it just feels like nothing ever got going. I don't know if it's they just the only cooked up did a get going was against the Brandon Staley Charger. Well, the Bears, but like who? Yes, you know. that too. Forgot about that. But you know, it's like at this like. It, at this point, it just feels like they put in a certain offensive scheme in in the summer during training camp, and they've been trying to make it work all year, and it just can't. It just doesn't, because nothing seems different. Nothing seems. There's no motion in this offense. I never see guys go across the line. I never see any of that sort of. I stuff. have been saying this. Mahomes since week three has talked about how he wants how he's like. Don't worry, the offense is going to click. And What's he I've been say? saying, for the, I don't know, Jackson, but he had, we're not clicking, so there's no reason to keep saying we're going to click. But You're what's he supposed to hope. say? Oh, we're fine. I need to do better. It's I not need to do move. better. He has said that. He has said he has to do yeah, better. But it's just. Stop saying that. I get it. It's annoying just, to listen to when he's just consistently. But that's that's what people, that's what they say. It's just what they do. It's how it's, it's what they're PR trained to say is. We're going to get it figured out. We can beat anybody when, whenever we figure it out. And, of course, they won't figure it out. And deep down, they know they're not going to figure it out. But it's what they it's what they have to say. I don't know what you're mad about. Well, just keep – just quit saying it because you can say other things. That's – like, there's no reason to keep saying we're going to – it's going to – don't worry, we're going to fix it. Like, it's not getting fixed, so just – You've already said that plenty of time. I don't. I don't know why I'm saying this, but it just pisses me off. Would it make you feel better if they came out and were just like, "Yeah, we don't have any answers. We're, we're screwed. We don't have a chance." The season's over. Well, does, would that, that make you feel I'm better? Proud. That's that's our job. That's our job to come on here and say we're the ones that are supposed well, to. Sports talk radio is supposed fine. to come the on. Season's here over. The season's over. There. There you go. The season. That's over. our job. Their their job is I've been to saying that. be optimistic and believe that they can actually do it. And to be fair, if anybody's going to be optimistic that they can get things going and you know figure something out, I, I, the 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 team that's won two of the last four Super Bowls probably deserves some benefit of the doubt. It's not like this is I the mean, fucking if commanders. If the Chiefs somehow pull us out of their ass, that will be insane. I'm not saying they will, but I'm, this isn't like Ron Rivera getting up there and Sam Howell getting up there or fucking Mac Jones getting up there and being like, "We're we're going to figure it out." This is Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid getting up there. At least give him a shot. I'm, I obviously, this has been a mess. It doesn't look great, but I, I don't know why you're picking this out of anything to have a gripe with. If those guys still believe that they can get it done, let's just give them. Let's see. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt and let's see what they can do these last few weeks. Uh, and I think the thing about this season that's been really weird is that all of the Chiefs' losses. I mean, they've lost to some bad teams. The Raiders and Packers come to mind. Sorry, Jackson. Lost to some not good teams. Um, and then, look, they lost the Bills. They lost the Eagles. They lost the Lions. Um, but every loss has kind of felt the same, right? Like, every loss, it's like, I can't fucking believe we lost that. Uh, and that's that's weird. Because when you have a team with a good quarterback, 
that truly like you you get the feeling like we we can't do it which i think we all have it's usually like oh that really good team is in a different league than us they handed us our asses like that has literally not happened yet and i mean it it very well might but i think the biggest thing is you just you can't trust them to string together a performance you 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 just can't cuz it it it's it's way too inconsistent you you look at it and you say we have to go four straight games and not shit our pants like literally that is the bar i there's just no way the chiefs can do that they're 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 not a flat out terrible team they're not they're 9 and 6 no. they've beaten some good teams they've lost some good teams and i mean look they have one of the best defenses and the best quarterback which usually in like every situation is a recipe for winning a recipe for people thinking you're going to win um so yeah, I mean it's just it's just weird. It's 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 uncharted waters. I don't there's not been many teams like this. Um but yeah. I and and the thing that I even have to say is I truly believe we can I mean look, it's basically confirmed at this point at least in my head that we're going to be playing the Bills round 1 in yeah. the 3-6 game. You, uh, I mean they could win the division. Like it's not they could, they could. The Dolphins could lose both, which would put us at the two-seven game, which would be fantastic. Um, would that not, not put? Would that not put Buffalo at two if they were eleven and six and we were eleven and six? Are they still? Are they're a six-win team? Aren't they? So yeah, so that we would. would we'd be three. We'd play Miami. Or yeah, well Miami, Miami or Cleveland. No, it'll probably be Miami unless Cleveland loses both their games. Either way, or one of their games. Yeah. Either way. No matter who it is in that three six game or two yeah three six game, we can we can totally win it. I have no doubt about it. But when you just go down the line and say you got to go the next week and the next week and the next week and beat a good team all of those weeks, that's that's the thing that's made me say like we can't do it because we just you can't. There's no chance that this team strings that many quality performances together, and that's what sucks because you know that they're capable of beating. There's. There's no team where it's like, oh, we're going to get our asses handed to us. But in a four-game stretch, you know, in one of them, we're going to make a million fuck-ups, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's going to it's gonna suck. We're going we're gonna to miss a field goal, and people are going to drop passes, or somebody's going to drop a punt, and that's going to be that. And it's going to be a pretty sorry way to go out. But I think that's kind of the junction that we've arrived at, unfortunately. According or, to... we just, or we just have this where they don't blitz a single time and get pressure every play. That's the most fucking frustrating thing in football right there. According to the New York Times simulator, the Chiefs have a 2% chance to get the 2 seed, a 93% chance to get the 3 seed, and a 2% chance to get the 4 seed. So you Yeah, are, with like a 3% chance to miss the playoffs. They have, <laughs> to make the playoffs, they have... Loading, 98% chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, because if we lose out... We will miss the playoffs, most likely. Um, if and, they unless, were to lose out, they would have... And, no, because right the Raiders lose, have to... If, they the Raiders lose their ne- if the Chiefs lose their next two, they have a 59% chance to make the playoffs. Yeah. So you would All say we need we is lose. the Raiders to lose once and we're in the playoffs. Yeah, or the... Can the Broncos, Broncos. still pass us, or are they... The Raiders are ahead of Denver, so... We know. The yeah, Chiefs have to win. lose, we win, win the division. We lose out, we most likely. <laughs> the Chiefs just have to win one more game. That's literally it. And the we're Chiefs playing, and we're playing two, two shit teams. Both of the teams we play suck. So they've got time to get their shit together. But once again, there's just no trust that they're going to fully get it together where it's not going to have one fart. 
The Raiders losing the Raiders losing does not clinch the Chiefs a playoff spot, by the way. I should. I just did the math. If the Raiders lose the next two and the Chiefs lose the next two, then yeah. But if the Chiefs lose the next two and the Raiders lose one, but let's say they beat Denver, Kansas City's playoff odds are forty one percent. Let me go to ESPN playoff machine. I don't trust the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> it's the New York Times, first of all. But it's whatever. Let's get into Sunday Night Football. Wrap up the week. Packers at Vikings. Vikings are two-point favorites. Vikings lock of the week, minus two. Um, Joe Barry is a fucking terrorist. He has done immense, immense things to my mental health. Did you know five goddamn quarterbacks this year have gotten their best PFF grade on the season against the Packers, including Tommy DeVito, Baker Mayfield, and now Bryce Young? I mean, this guy, the fact that he is not fired already is a fucking joke. I'm, I'm serious when I say this. I would rather have Matt Canada be my offensive coordinator than Joe Barry be my defensive coordinator. This dude is a fucking moron who should never have gotten a job to begin with. He was on the o, he was the defensive coordinator for the 0-16 fucking Lions. How he ever got another chance makes no sense. He's such a dipshit. I mean, and it's so sad because... Jordan loves playing good football. Like, this young-ass Green Bay offense actually has played good enough to make the playoffs, but this dude is a fucking joke, and he can't do anything right. He's got to get fired. If he's not... He should have been gone Christmas Day. I don't give a shit if it's bad or if it's rude to do that. He should have been fired Christmas Day. You gave up 30 fucking points to the Carolina Panthers in 2023. They hadn't scored fucking over 20 since October. I don't understand. I don't get it. It is worse than Bob Sutton. I'm going to go there. He's worse than Bob Sutton, and I can say that with my chest out. He is worse than Bob Sutton. Wow. Josh? All right. Well, with that being said, I think think the Packers win. (laughs) Yeah, with that being said, I also think the Packers win. I mean, it's going to have to be like 41 to 38. Nick Mullins is going to throw for 500 fucking yards. Okay. Uh, by the way, I got to go. Uh, my D4 of the week is the referee that tripped Lamar Jackson last night. Josh, who wins, the Tigers or the Buckeyes? The Buckeyes. No, I'm kidding. Go Tigers. Uh, go Tigers. I think Mizzou wins 27 to 19. To... 17. All right. Mm-hmm. Interesting pick. No, but back to Joe Barry. I mean, <laughs> I, it's just like this is – I have to get this shit out because it is so frustrating. Like, I just – this is a Sunday night game. So, you'll – I mean, it is New Year's Eve. So, you know, granted, maybe you won't be watching. But hopefully you get to watch because <sighs> – it is just hard to fucking believe how open people get against Green Bay consistently every damn week. I mean, this was the Carolina Panthers, dude. Like, You go from letting DeVito, who's now benched, get a game-winning drive on you. Baker has a perfect passer rating against you. And then this, man. Like, I'm out of words for this dude. He's just so Bad. I don't understand what... And at, at, at this point, Matt LaFleur's loyalty to him could cost him his own job. Because it's just... We're on year three of this. 
and he has progressively gotten worse as a coach. And I feel bad because Jordan Love, to me, has been great this year. Jordan Love, outside of a slow start, has been fantastic. Since November 1st, that dude has balled the fuck out. And I am super excited about him going forward. But this is the Grinch who stole my Christmas this year because it's impossible to be excited about anything with this doofus at the helm. Yeah, hey, a good, a bad defensive coordinator is one of the more frustrating things. That and a terrible O line and a terrible receiving core and a terrible offensive coordinator all at the same time. Those two things suck. Mm. Kills you. It just kills you to watch. This. Yep. It's so hard, and when they won't make a change, what pisses me off more is franchises like Pittsburgh, who will fire Matt Canada midseason. Franchises like the Raiders, who will fire Josh McDaniels midseason. Like, they're willing to make changes when they realize shit is wrong. And Green Bay is just like, you know, we're just going to let it ride out when you could still make the playoffs. If Green Bay wins these next two games against the Vikings and Bears, they have a very strong chance to make the playoffs. But with this dude at the helm, I just, I have zero confidence because there's just no... They struggle to do the simplest shit. Like, they can't get off the field against Bryce Young, who has never looked, up until this past week, has looked completely lost as a quarterback in the NFL. Yep. Nope. Big time. Big time. It's it's a rough it's a rough spot, man. I mean, look, we wanted Sutton fired at the in the middle of the season. It might have saved our year. Um, maybe if you could stop one pass over the middle for against the Patriots team that really wasn't good offensively. Um, but you know, coaches have to stick by their guys. Kind of like the fact that the Chiefs wide receiver coach has been allowed to suck butt this whole time. This this is Joe Barry's defensive yards and how his team ranked in yards given up. The four he was a defensive coordinator for four years before being the Packers. This is what it was: thirty second, thirty second, twenty eighth, twenty eighth. Hiring him in the first place was just fucking stupid to begin with. How could you see that and be like, "Yep." <laughs> that's the guy that we need to be our next defensive coordinator. This guy's, this guy's got it figured out. I just yeah, man. Tough scene. This is the longest he's made it too. He lasted two years in Detroit before being fired. Two years in Washington before being fired. This is third year in Green Bay. I hope for everyone's mental health that they never have to watch this fucker coordinate their defense. Wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. This dude is the worst. So Vikings minus two is my lock of the week. Unfortunately, I hate it, but like Nick Mullins, get ready to have your career day. Because it's just like basically everyone's taking a fucking turn right now to have their best game of their career. It's just whoever faces Joe Barry, that, that <laughs> you are having your career night. Get ready. That's it. Yep. That is NFL week 17. A lot of things at stake before we head into the final week of the season. Um, John, we kind of previewed it before Josh got off, but Mizzou is playing in the Cotton Bowl on Friday against Ohio State. Still, uh, as we're recording this, I haven't heard anything about whether uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. is playing in this game. He is playing. He, he is, is playing. playing. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yep. He, he's been I, – I haven't seen anyone, like, directly report it, but, like, the Ohio State social media posted pictures of him, like, practicing – with the team, so I I take that as a sign that he's playing. I mean, yeah, interesting. Not but ideal. There will be no Kyle McCord, so that will be uh, back. Is that even an advantage? 
<laughs> yeah, might, might, might. We might wish there was Kyle McCord uh, out there. Ohio State currently a one-point favorite in this game. Um, I will say this. I kind of love it for our guys on defense if Marvin Harrison Jr. plays. It's a great opportunity for Rake Straw and Chris Abrams drain to. Well, Rake Straw's not playing. Rake Straw's out. Chris Abrams drain. Rake Straw isn't playing, and I don't think Chris Abrams drain is either. So what the piss? Yeah. Where, where did I, I miss I'm this? We're uh, we and so is uh, Hopper. Hopper is also out. Is this all publicly reported, and I've just missed it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I've literally not seen any of these reports. That's fucking bowl games, man. It's like even when you get a good bowl game, guys don't want to play, and I don't even blame yeah. them. Like it's, I, I understand, but it's just like God. Uh, Schrader's playing. I know that. Yeah, he ball. So, he's got nothing else. This yeah, nothing to lose. Game. Burden, Burden, Mookie, Weiss, and. Uh, who have I not said in the receiving core? Uh, oh, what's that other guy's name? <laughs> I, it doesn't matter. Totally blank it, but the receiver should Those be there. Guys are all playing. Offense, we don't need to worry about people not playing. So we have no KAD, Ennis Rakestraw, or Tyrone Hopper? Correct. Oof. That is my understanding of the situation, at least. That is rough. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, <laughs> um... We will see then. I'm regardless. It's an exciting opportunity um, for Mizzou, even if I mean, hopefully they win. But even if not, to be coming into the year, if you told us we'd be playing Ohio State in a bowl game, that's that's pretty insane. So I'm, I'm excited. I still think Mizzou can win the damn game, even with those guys out. What's your score prediction? I'm gonna go. Think we get we think we get up in points in this one. 34-30. I think we go up in the points. I think we get a high scoring shootout type of cotton bowl. Indoors. Two I mean, like I said, Kyle McCord not being there. Two really good offenses. Like Ohio State, even though Kyle McCord sucked, really, really good talented offense. So I, I like Mizzou to win a really back it kind of reminiscent of the Oklahoma State Cotton Bowl back in was it twenty thirteen? Uh, when it was 41-31, I expect this one to be pretty high scoring. All what, right. What about you? What about you? I am going to be Mr. Wet Blanket. The <laughs> score I have picked in my head is 42-21 Ohio State. Um, I think it's going to be an absolute thwapping. Um, I think people, look, to to steal a quote from probably my least favorite man in all of sports, Jose Mourinho, this is football heritage. The amount of people that have forgot what happens when Mizzou plays a game that would be it'd be cool if we won, it it never happens. When like the the K State game is the only one, and it turns out K State really isn't any good. They got cooked by they gave up like five fifty yard rushing touchdowns to Iowa State at home to send themselves to the Pop Tart Bowl. Um, and the other two good teams Mizzou played this year. Uh, LSU and Georgia, they pissed away any opportunity to win. Um, and I predict the same thing to happen here. Uh, um, I think that people have just kind of in their heads said that Ohio State's going to be the one with fewer people um, actually playing. But I think that actually is Mizzou in this instance. Um, and that was topped off by Marvin Harrison Jr. being present for the Buckeyes. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. There's really no... I, I have very little hope. I don't think I've talked to a single Mizzou fan that thinks we're going to lose, um, so I'm probably the only one. But we have to remember who we're talking about here. It is Mizzou. It is 
it is the Mizzou Tigers. Um, I don't think it really puts much of a damper on the season because, look, we had a good year. Um, but, man, I, I think the thing that does it for me is the fact that we almost lost to, at home to Florida with their backup quarterback, um, and Florida's a bad team. I don't think Ohio State, you would see them coming anywhere near that, um, and they might be the number one team in the country if a couple of bounces went their way in that Michigan game. Um, so I'm I'm pretty not confident uh, in the Tigers here. Uh, yeah, yeah. I am going to the game, um, but let's just say I've got, got a little bit of a stake in the Buckeyes. Let's just say that much. <laughs> um, this kind of conflicts you. Apparently... He has not been practicing. Oh, Marvin Harrison Jr. has not been practicing and is expected to opt out of the Cotton Bowl. Really? Okay. Then check Snapchat here. Maybe I'm just bad at telling people apart. But is this not Marvin Harrison Jr.? He's there. If that's so he's what, there. He's, but that doesn't mean he's going to play. Yeah, no, he is there is what I'm why reading right now. He, why the why the fuck would he be there? Adam King. Like, why would, Adam King, who's a sports reporter covering uh, in Ohio, covering the Buckeyes, tweeted out a video this morning of Marvin Harrison riding the uh, exercise bike while the team was practicing. So I, who knows? Hmm. Hmm. Who knows? Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> who knows? But, okay. Uh, well. 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 That my pick is with with it in mind that he is playing. I. I don't understand why the hell you would just show up and spend your Christmas riding an exercise bike in Dallas. Um, but that's what Marvin Harrison chose. They do to get do. a lot of they do get a lot of cool shit in the Cotton Bowl. I remember when the last time Mizzou I mean, went, they got so much cool shit, like free iPads and stuff. Like you get a lot of cool shit for going to the Cotton Bowl. So I mean, may if that's what he if he's getting a lot of like goodies and shit, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. But uh, yeah. Also, did you see? Uh, we got a transfer out of Florida not too long ago today. No, I did not. I haven't been on Twitter today. Uh, Chris, McCle- Chris McClellan, a, a defensive tackle, he has uh, two years of eligibility. He's a uh, big boy, 6'4", 320. So he's, he committed to Mizzou in the transfer portal today. All right. All right. All now, right. Now let's talk about, because fuck these opt-outs and fuck all this shit. I hate talking about it. It's the worst part of bowl season, honestly. Just I, yeah. I can't stand it. It's I, I don't blame the players, but it makes the bowls just less significant. Let's talk about bowls no one's gonna opt out of. The college football playoff. Nobody's opting out of this shit. This is, in my opinion, the potential to be the best college football playoff we've ever seen. Just because I think the four teams are the best four that we've I think it's the best collection of four that we've had since this has begun. This process has begun. The first game is Bama in Michigan, and Michigan's two point favorites. I, I, we might disagree heavily on this one, but I am big on Alabama. I really think Bama wins this one. Yeah, I agree. I've got Bama absolutely fucking Michigan. And not even because I think they're really good, because um, I think Bama should have should have forfeited their spot when they lost to, uh, well, when they should have lost to Auburn, but the Auburn secondary really should never be allowed to play football again. <laughs> um, committed crimes against everyone <laughs> by allowing a fourth and 35 or fourth and goal from the 40 to be converted. Um, yeah, I think Alabama's going to roll just because I really don't want to see him win. I hate Alabama. I, I hate how, every, like, a lot of people, like, like to, like, closet cheer for Alabama. 
which is just weird. Yeah, um, it's a weird hill to die. Yeah. On. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take Bama because it's exactly what I don't want to happen. And to be honest with you, man, I, I am a big, um, nihilist when it comes to college sports. I think, I think it's inevitable that Bama's just going to roll. And the thing that I disagree with you on this playoff being good is I don't think the other two teams hold a single candle to Bama. Like, I, I don't think I, Texas that's where I'm going to disagree with you. any chance. Yeah. We'll get into All it. All right. Sure. I like Bama in this one. I just think Nick Saban with a month to prepare for J.J. McCarthy is, is not good for Michigan. You saw Michigan's reaction whenever they got announced they were playing Bama, not Florida State. They looked defeated. Uh, so yep. I very much so like Bama in that one. And then Texas-Washington, for one, Texas has already beaten Alabama. So I don't know how they couldn't compete with them if they were to match up again. But for two, I also think Washington is a damn good team. Like, I, yeah, a lot of people really, like, first of all, whoever made the odds for the Pac-12 championship game should never make another, never make another sports line in their life. How the hell was the undefeated Washington team that had already beaten Oregon, a nine-point underdog at a neutral site? Made no no sense at all. Um, Penex Jr., I will say the thing about this playoff is I think you have four really capable quarterbacks with Milrow stepped up for Bama. Michael Penex Jr. was a Heisman-type guy. Quinn Ewers is a really solid quarterback. And then J.J. McCarthy is a guy who probably is the worst of the four, but, I mean, even then, he's had a really solid college career. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to both. It, my personal prediction is it ends up being Washington-Bama in the championship. You got Washington-Bama. Okay. I, I do so like I Washington. I really like Washington. I, and I think one thing that people kind of forget with Washington is I, I think, like, there's been a, a stigma grown around the Pac-12 in the past years that they're, they're an inferior conference. Um now, in their final year this year, I think that was completely untrue. Mm-hmm. I think top to bottom, they might have been the best conference in football this year. Um, and it going undefeated in the Pac-12 was incredibly difficult um, with the quality that they had. And Washington did that. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I'm a little bit mad at the odds makers that they made the Washington line so tasty because um, I may or may not have profited off of that while I was in a bar and adopted the mentality that those profits can now just be um, used. And ultimately, that just led to me regretting all my decisions the next morning. Um, <laughs> I I will take Texas to win this game, though, because I think they're a pretty damn good team. They, they've weathered the storm um, going with their backup quarterback from time to time. Um, but, ah, man, I think, I think they're a pretty good top-to-bottom squad. And I think, unfortunately, Washington is the team that I want to see win the whole thing. Um, so with that mentality being held, I'm going to take them to get cooked. Yeah. I don't think – I mean, the odds makers have both games being fantastic. They have a four-and-a-half-point spread here, a two-point spread on Bama, Michigan. I mean, the thing is – I remember when we were talking, should Florida State get in? If they were to have gotten in, Michigan would have been a, probably a 17-point yeah. favorite in that game. It mm-hmm. for, Just from strictly a viewing standpoint and just a better game standpoint, Alabama makes the most sense. But it, it will suck if Alabama wins it this year just because they really probably should not be there, all things considered. Nope. 
Not in my opinion. Um, yeah. So who do you have? You have Alabama, Washington. You take Bama to be Washington. You know what? <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I can do this to myself. No, I can't. I'll take Bama to win. I really oh, wanted to take man. Washington. I, I really I, wanted man, to take Washington. Man, I respect Washington. you thinking about it. I really I, wanted to I've take got Washington. Bama. Yeah, yeah. But I've I got Bama can't. whipping Texas. Um, yeah. And, man. Sucks. Ugh. I, the thing is, man, is I agree they're going to be good games, but I just can't stand Bama so much. I hate yeah. watching them. It's every year. Every fucking year. Um. Not last, not the last two, I guess. But other than that, it feels like every year. Um, well, they are. So yeah. uh, this was probably the last year that they were ever going to miss the playoff. There's no way they'll ever miss a playoff in a 12-team format. Um, they could have nope, three or nope. four losses, and the committee's going to find a way to put them in now. So yep. that sucks. This is this was kind of the last chance for them not to make it. But yep. it is what it is. I do think. With there being 12 playoff teams, that actually hurts Alabama in the long run because some of these teams like Georgia not getting in, they're not going to have that luxury going forward. <laughs> they're going to have to go through teams like Georgia that didn't get in. So we'll see. Overall, glad this is the final year of the four-team system and we can stop sucking off Alabama every single year even though their resume is shit compared to someone else that should get in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. Team, this team that was is tied true. at halftime with Southern Florida. Southern Florida. Like, and we're just yes, like, we look past that, but God forbid you lose by five points to Michigan in Michigan. That way you can't make the playoffs. It's just, it, oh mm-hmm. my God. So glad that this conversation is finally going to be over. All right. Yep. Um, yep. Well, not a lot has happened with the Royals uh, since our last show. Not many more moves. They signed Renfro, Waka, Lugo. Um, they traded Olivares to the Pirates. I don't remember if we were on last time when that happened, uh, but that has happened as well. Um, yeah, I mean, good for th- Edward. Do you think any other moves go down for Kansas City? Do you think it's kind of over now, and this is kind of what we're looking at going into twenty twenty four? I mean, I don't know who's still around, but I'm assuming this is kind of what we're looking at. Um, I don't know if there's like an obvious bloated position. I haven't looked at the the situation with the Royals, but I can tell you it's certainly not going to be us trading any pitchers away. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm I would not I would not be upset if this is the 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 haul that we end up with. That's all I'll say here because the team has clearly improved. Um, so you got to take that for what it's worth because that's probably the first time we've improved the team in the offseason since we traded for James Shields. Yeah. Pretty, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I mean, that's that's not um, – I would say the only other move I honestly expect is an, a Bobby extension is possibly what I'm expecting compared to – or uh, instead of a move more so. I saw uh, – I don't know if we talked yeah. about this last week. It The last week has felt like five weeks with – Christmas and everything going on. Uh, but Joel Goldberg went on MLB Network and said that there's optimism on both sides that a Bobby Witt deal is going to get done. And he said he doesn't think it's going to be a 10, 12, or 15-year deal, but he thinks it could easily be 5 to 7 and that both sides want to get it done. So, I mean, and, and, and one quote he had that 
you'd never really hear Joel Goldberg say this type of shit. You never heard him say it about Hosmer or Kane or Moustakis or any of the guys that were going to leave was he said he would be more surprised at this point if something doesn't get done than if something does get done, which is just good to hear. I mean, that Ooh. is, you, okay. don't, you don't just hear Joel. Joel Goldberg is a guy who, I mean, I've been, what, he's been here since like 2010, maybe even earlier than that. And I don't think I've ever heard him say something like that about any player on the Royals. So I'm, I'm okay. optimistic about that. See, now, that is optimistic, but ex- being optimistic about that requires you to believe this, which is that Bobby Witt Jr. and his agent are the two biggest idiots in the <laughs> history of contract negotiations. <laughs> if any world where that guy signs a contract for less than 10 years, he's a fucking moron. He just is. Well, um, here's the deal, is he could sign a deal for less so he hits free agency again, is the way I kind of think of it. So the idea is we'd start paying him, like, soon. Yeah, yeah. And probably oh. you add, um, I think he's supposed to be a free agent in 28 or maybe 27. You'd probably add a 27 year. 27 or 28. You'd probably add a year or two onto that as part of, we'll pay you now if you agree to stay a little longer. Um, but, yeah, like, the, the idea is probably he's a free agent again by 29 or 30. But, I mean, who knows? Yep. I mean... We'll see. Yeah. If I were the Royals, I wouldn't really hesitate to give him a 10-year contract at this point. I wouldn't really mind giving him a 10-year deal. Uh, but that's just not the history of the franchise. That's just not what they do. No, it is not. Um, yeah, I mean, it still for me is a little less of a conversation about... Uh, um, it, okay, it just seems like it doesn't make sense. I guess I guess if you earn money now, then good for you. But then you flip that around on the Royals, where it's like, is that worth it for an extra one or two years of Bobby yeah, Witt Jr.? Yeah, it's definitely going to be uh, that's that's what's going to be the um, that's what's going to be the ultimate like bargaining bargaining chip is like they're probably going to have to find the median amount of years. Like we want to keep you this many years past when you're supposed to be a free agent, and we'll pay you this much money now so we can do that. Is basically what I think they do. Um, Let me just, uh, I'll go to spot rec right now and look at Bobby Wood Jr.'s contract. He still obviously has all three years of arbitration. So the Royals Royals really have a ton of control right now. But the problem is once you get to arbitration, that control starts to flip the other way. Or that power starts to flip the other way. To where right now the Royals have him under control for a long time and they probably have you know most of the bargaining chips but pretty soon so he is this year on pre-arbitration 25 26 and 27 are his three arbitration years making him an unrestricted free agent in 2028 so you get to like 2026 and it starts to kind of shift towards bobby you know so yep we'll see we'll see and you know the, the Mariners got a deal done with Julio. The <laughs> Rays probably regret it now, but they got a deal done with Franco. Um, the Braves got a deal done with Acuna early. It's kind of the name of the game is you get a deal done early. And look, if it blows up in your face, I would rather it blow up in your face than just let this guy walk because he is clearly the franchise. He is clearly, he is obviously what you're building around. You cannot 
under any circumstances let this guy walk out of the door. You just can't. It would be nope. an absolute catastrophe if you let him walk out the door and go be a Dodger or a Yankee in 2028. You just cannot I let think it it's happen. Pretty, it's pretty clear he's the best player the Royals have had since George Brett. Probably. Uh, in terms of being like a full-on superstar. I think that's definitely the case. There is a scenario um, he goes down as, I think when he started, I said the best Royal ever, and I guess that's still a possibility, but I think there's a strong possibility he goes down as the second best Royal ever. Um, right now, I'd probably put, and I think our generation's probably a little biased towards this, but I'd probably go Brett, then Salvi. Um, I know a lot of people would probably put Saberhagen or Quisenberry or Montgomery or some of those other guys, but I'd probably, I'd probably go... I personally probably go George Brett then Salvador Perez right now as it sits. But Bobby but Bobby's so good he could be up in that stratosphere is what is exciting. It, it depends on how you value longevity. But for me, it's probably George Brett and then Wade Davis. Ooh, okay. But depends on how much you value longevity, because we got we got like two and a half, three good years of Wade Davis with one just fire breathing, unstoppable dragon year. Uh, so, you know, I, I am a big Wade Davis stand though. I was really pissed off with trading him. Let me tell you. Yeah. No kidding. That was, yeah, we've probably gone into that multiple times on this show. Many before. Times. Uh, multiple times on this show before, but, uh, yeah. So overall, like I'm really pleased with what the Royals have done this off season. I'm really happy that they went out and spent some money on Lugo and Waka specifically. I think Hunter Renfro is an immediate upgrade at right field. I think ultimately what you do now, I mean, here's the question is kind of, I was, I was kind of back and forth. Like obviously Velazquez was hitting the shit out of the ball when he got here and his official position is right field, but I'm assuming now that's Hunter Renfro and I'm going to assume they put Melendez in left, meaning Velazquez can't play center. He's not a center fielder. So now Uh you come to an interesting predicament of... You've got Vinny, who's probably playing first, uh, Salvi, who's catching, and then you've got Velasquez and Prado, who would be, like, the the odd men out of being DHs. And I'm curious to see what they do there. As it sits right now, I would be completely fine just going with Velasquez, DH, trade Prado. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I mean, we'll get more clarity as we get closer, but they also have Darion Blanco, Drew Waters, um, probably guys I can't think of off the top of my head right now that I should be. Oh, Kyle Isbell, Nick Lofton. Like, it is a crowded ass outfield that they added to. Crowded with mediocrity. Look, there's no, there's no, that's the other thing is there's no alpha. There's no leader in that outfield. There's no, like, yeah. This guy's spot There's is no cemented. There's no guy where you're like, his spot is locked up. Yeah, You would probably say Renfro's spot is the most locked up at this point yeah. just because if they're going to go spend money on a guy, excuse me, if they're going to go spend money on a guy, they're probably going to play him. I mean, that's the Royals. They're not going to go spend $7 million to sit a guy. Um, and then Melendez probably just because I know me and you don't think too highly of him, but he, they, they do. They drafted him. They have put him through the organization. So that kind of leaves... Center field right now. If I, you had to make me pick, I think they. Mm, I'm really close between Isbell and Waters in center. I I think Isbell's got the better defensive ability in center, but I think Waters has the better offensive approach at the plate. It'll be be really interesting to see how they go about it. But 
at least they have like a competition now. At least they have something worth talking about there. Whereas in past, it's like, all right, <laughs> the corpse of Billy Hamilton is playing center field today, and then uh, we'll send <laughs> yeah, out no kidding. Edward Olivares on his, uh, you know, in between his Omaha and Kansas City trips to left field, and then uh, we'll send out uh, what was that fucker's name? Abdul, not Abdul Herrera, Roselle Herrera in right field. <laughs> like it was oh, just an absolute crapshoot in the outfield for a while. So at least they have some talent in the outfield right now, and. Uh, Obviously, in the infield as well, they'll have to find spots for some of the guys. Second base will be very interesting between Massey, Lofton, and uh, Garrett Hampson, who they just brought in. Yep. I'm, yeah. Uh, between the – I've run out of patience with Isbell's bat in that conversation. Um, he's going to have to improve that. I, I, under, uh, I agree with you. But he is, in my opinion, the best defensive center fielder we have on the roster. And it just goes, yeah. how much do you value – how much do you value it? Like maybe at home you play Isbell in center just because Kaufman's so gigantic. And then in, on the road you put Waters or I don't know how you want to do that. But Waters' yeah. bat clearly is better than Isbell's at this current point in time. Um, so it'll just be interesting to see how they view it. Um, yeah, it, it'll be – it also probably depend on – you know, Melendez is kind of a shit left fielder, and Hunter Renfro is not necessarily known for his glove and right. So uh, it'll probably depend on that as well, how good the surrounding pieces are in the outfield. But um, as of right now, no, nobody too great, but also at the same time, I don't think there's anybody piss poor in the outfield. I don't think there's anybody to the point to where it's like, oh, God, that is a major liability. So we'll see. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's a pretty low ceiling, but a pretty high floor in the outfield for the Royals right now, as it sits with, if you're not counting Velasquez, I'm really in on Nelson Velasquez. I was so excited to see what he did last year after we traded for him. Um, I'm going to ask you, just because I feel like we could get into a decently spirited conversation about this for a while, uh, Yamamoto going to the Dodgers on a 12-year, $325 million deal. Um I've argued this with so many people on Twitter. I've argued it with so many people in real life. Uh, It's just broken as fuck right now. The entire system is just completely broken. And all you can get back in an argument with a Dodgers, Mets, Yankees, or Phillies fan is your owner just needs to spend more. And they're completely out of touch with what it's like to be a team not in a market with millions of people. And... It's just it's just annoying as fuck, man. Like this is this iteration of this Dodgers team has more combined talent than like the 2017 Warriors had, and it's baseball, so it's not as guaranteed. But like, my God, John, like it it just pisses me off. I don't know if it pisses you off, but it really pissed me off to see him go to the Dodgers. So to a certain degree, it pisses me off, but also I don't think it's really anything new. Um, look. I got pissed about this when I had to deal with my team not even being able to consider re-signing, like, fringe all-stars when their contracts are up. Like, that's just the reality for us is, like, when we get good, like, that's right as the team becomes okay, that's when the clock starts ticking for us to be shit again. Um, So this isn't anything new. Like, this has been going on. Um, This is why I was in favor of playoff expansion. Um, you guys bitched and moaned about that. I hope you're on the side of it being a good thing now because we don't need to reward teams for having more money. 
That that's that's what having a smaller playoff was. Um, okay, if there's one thing I do like about it, it's that a lot of the people I've seen complain about this are Yankees, Mets, and Phillies fans. Um, and it's like, um, hello, yeah, like this is this is y'all. This is also y'all. Y'all did this. Um, so uh, yeah, in in some ways, look, if the game's going to be dominated by rich teams, maybe it should just be one. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I am. It is annoying, um, but I just don't think it's anything new. Like, it's like people are just now discovering that this is a thing. It's like, well, not really. Not really. It's It's been a thing. Um, but no. I, I, I agree look, with you there I, in that the sense is now, like now, people never gave sorry. a shit as much when it was Red Sox Yankees mm-hmm, spending all mm-hmm. this money. But now that it's Dodgers, it's like, oh, no, we can't be spending. Like, the system's broken, and it's like. Then there's us, yeah. there's like the Royals and like the Brewers and the Rockies and the Guardians, and we're like, we've been fucking saying that the whole time. Like we yeah. <laughs> We've been no. bitching that this isn't fair the entire time, and all of a sudden now it, it's a problem because the money's on the West Coast instead of the East Coast. Yeah. And I mean look, I think I think the thing with baseball that we kinda have to come to, and look, I have always been pro labor. I side with the players. I said that Chris Jones was like to hold out, which was just batshit insane to everyone else. Um, I thought that the baseball strike was like, should have gone on for longer. Um, but it, it does have to be said that as the players get more, like, I think the fans are largely in the camp of the owners in terms of what we want, which is entertainment. Um, and the owners want money, obviously, which comes in a different form. But in the case of baseball, look, we end up at the same place because the fact that there's no salary cap and all of this has made this sport an unbalanced mess. Now, I did mention that I think this is all all old news and all of this. No, it isn't because the Shohei Otani deferring all his money thing oh, is unheard of. That's bullshit. I mean, what the hell is that? Should and, not be and, allowed. Yeah, and, it should not be allowed. I think it also just um, added gave gave life to the fire that they immediately. Like I think a week later, got this Yamamoto deal yeah. done. Um, yeah, it's 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 definitely like a situation. Um, but man, I don't know. I I I think it's just kind of the the reality of baseball is the it's it's kind of like I know you're you and probably our audience isn't a soccer uh, following group, but soccer is largely the same. I mean, it's kind of the same teams repeatedly, um, and it's because of their financial resources, obviously. You'll see a team that's kind of outsmarted everyone make a make an appearance, but usually it isn't as sustained. Um, and baseball's just moving more and more in that direction. Um, and the only thing left for to happen, the only thing left to happen, is for a team to get bought by Saudi Arabia. Once that happens, <laughs> oh my God, just get ready because it is gonna people's heads are gonna fucking explode. Once an American team is bought by the Saudis. They could also do it in the NBA where you can just pay the luxury tax to go over the salary cap. Once that happens, man, kiss your sport goodbye. That's the kiss of death. Golf, fuck that. I literally don't care about golf anymore. I, I never watch another round of golf, quite honestly. Um, yeah, it, it, it honestly, enjoy this while we have it because it hasn't been completely bastardized yet by a bunch of people that kill people for being gay or for <laughs> reporting true news. So, or yeah. for a woman driving a car, like all of these things, um, are characteristics of the ownership groups that will one day take all of our sports from us. 
Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to be glad that Todd Bailey is the only thing we have to worry about right now. Um, but, yeah, it sucks. Um, having said all that, thank God baseball is a random sport. I bet you the Dodgers don't win the World Series. I would still take the field. I would, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think, and that's not like an, a big take or anything, but yeah. But it, it all goes to say, yes, this is annoying. Um, and uh, the biggest point that I've always had with baseball that made it annoying for me is just that I, I wish my team was able to keep one or two of its fun players <laughs> while the other teams fuck around with five of the greatest players of all time. Yeah, you're talking about um, a so, lineup. Yeah. You're talking about a lineup that has Betts, Freeman, O'Donnell, um, Muncy, Outman, Gavin Lux. Oh, like what the fuck? And, and then the pitching staff has, uh, you know, not this year, but next year the pitching staff will be Otani, Yamamoto, Glasnow, Bobby Miller, Walker Bueller. It's like the fact that Clayton Kershaw retiring doesn't matter to them is so hilarious to us because like. And this is a little bit of a, you know, I don't mean this in a bad way, but like Ventura passing was detrimental to our franchise. Killed us. Killed yeah. the pitching staff, right? And obviously there is a huge difference between a guy retiring and you kind of know he's coming to his end versus a guy tragically passing away in his prime. But the point I'm trying to make is you have a team like the Dodgers who have so many guys and can just go buy so many guys to make up for one of the best mm -hmm. pitchers in the league leaving your team versus a team like us who were in complete ruins. And granted, it, again, it's a different situation. I don't want to come off insensitive the way I'm saying this. I'm just trying to put it into perspective. No. It's like we – it's a completely different sport. It feels like you're playing a completely different sport. Whereas in like football, it's like, you know, you don't lose your star quarterback, right? Like <laughs> you keep your – if you draft Patrick Mahomes, you keep him. If you draft Joe Burrow, you keep him. You know, even teams like the Chargers keep their quarterbacks, who are notoriously, you know, cheap franchises. Whereas in baseball, it has just become, literally, it's like, whoever can pay the most wins. And there are people out there that are like, well, good. Maybe that'll show owners to spend. But I argue the other way. I argue bad. Because if every owner went out and had a gunfight with their money, if everybody went and said, let's have a shootout with our money, let's have a bidding war, guess who's fucking going in last? us so this yep. whole maybe owners will spend philosophy is great on paper until you realize if every owner spent we would still be in the same predicament we're in right now because they would just spend more because they have more like it's yep. so simple that i don't understand how people don't understand it and and to go even deeper into this rabbit hole the the thing that makes it extra annoying is that the only thing that got the Royals to spend money was the fact that they need to convince the public the they need to convince their fans to pay for their new stadium. Mm -hmm. Like that is why the Royals are spending money. Yeah, the Royals are spending money so that they can convince us to to pay for their stadium. Hundred percent. And it's like, oh, awesome, fucking great. Yeah. Um, they're yeah. like here. It just, we, they're like here. We uh. We absolutely have never done this before, and we will never do it again once this is voted on in April, but uh, we'll give you Seth Lugo. You know, like, have, here, here's a bone, you know? like It's like when, if you hadn't fed your dog all day, you just gave him, like, a treat. You're like, here, here you go. You know, it's like, we've been absolutely just given nothing, and they're like, you know what? 
maybe this will get them on our good side. You know, it reminds me of an episode of like Parks and Rec where like they would be so dysfunctional and try and get like the community to vote on something. It really feels like yep. we're living in a Parks and Rec episode. They're like, well, everyone's against the stadium because we lost a hundred games for like the fourth time in five years. Here's Seth Lugo and Michael Walker. Surely that will fix the problem. Well, unfortunately, Jackson, Parks and Rec is, uh, we're already living in it. Just look at what the government actually does. It's just overlapping in the sports this time. Hey, I would kill to have someone in charge like Ron Swanson. (laughs) I love Ron Swanson, but, uh, no. Well, yeah, unfortunately, Ron Swanson doesn't hold a higher piece of, uh, position of power because, and also... (laughs) Ron Swanson has his downfalls too, but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, we're we're going to record our Parks and Rec podcast after we hit done on this one. So no, I'm kidding. A deep analysis <laughs> as to how Parks and Rec explains the crisis in the MLB. Yes, I I think there's probably something in there, but we could probably yeah. make that happen. It, that's next year's for punishment. another day. Next year's punishment. You have to make a, an hour long documentary on how that. Parks and Rec correlates with the MLB's financial problems. Oh, Jesus, it sounds like a fucking high school project. <laughs> All right, but uh, let's go ahead and get into D4 of the week and then wrap it up since this episode is dragging on. Long. We're almost at the two-hour mark. John, who's your D4 you... of the week? Oh, you're not going to do this anymore, are you? No, I'm going to do it, and I... I'll do it. Um, my D4 of the week is myself for believing Mizzou is a, is a playoff team or a, uh, a tournament team, it's it's not going to happen. Um, there's no reason to panic or really to analyze it too much. Um, Consmo Martin left us with scraps, and we didn't we didn't do enough work in the portal to uh, throw those scraps together into something recognizable. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna have to wait this year out and hope hope we get a little more in the portal next year. And if not. Still not to worry because we've got a much better basis of recruiting now. So, yeah, hopefully this is the worst team Dennis Gates will have for quite some time. Hopefully ever. Hopefully this is the worst team we have to deal with because even though it's not as bad as a Quanzo Martin or Kim Anderson team, it sure isn't fun to watch. And defensively, they are really, really bad. Um, My D4 to the week. Noah Noah Carter playing so much is not a good sign. My D4 of the week could avenge themselves by the time that this podcast comes out, but it's the Detroit Pistons who have now tied the NBA record as we record for the most losses in a row in a single season. They're 2-27 and after starting 2-1. and Now, as this is currently in recording, they are in the first quarter against the, the Brooklyn Nets, and they are up eight points. So maybe the streak ends tonight. I wouldn't hold your breath. They'll probably find a way to blow it. But there is a legitimate shot that they go from Halloween to New Year's Day without winning a game. And as bad as the Kansas City Royals have been to us, speaking of baseball, they've never done us this dirty. This is unbelievably bad. This is possibly, and I don't think from a talent perspective they are, but this is possibly the worst basketball team of all time. John, I lost John there. Okay, but yeah, I, I didn't hear you. But we can, we can. Uh, I'm sure it was good. <laughs> I don't know if I cut out. I was just talking about the the Pistons were my D four of the week for being absolutely shit. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I know you just gave Monty Williams like the biggest contract of all time, but like 
it has to be in the consideration to just call it quits there, right? Like, there's no way this team should lose 26 straight games. Man, Cade Cunningham is actually a pretty solid player. Bogdan Bogdanovich is decent. Jaden Ivey's decent. Like, why is this team as dog shit as they are? Nobody expected the Pistons to be a playoff team or a 500 team. I probably, if you asked me coming in this year, probably would have the Pistons, you know, like a 26 and 56 ish team. Not very good, right? But two and 26 is fucking crazy. Like that is an insult. It's even the bad. even the Sixers when they were in their trust the process tank era weren't doing this. They were winning. They didn't even fall this hard on their face. Like we are reaching 2012 Bobcats seven and 59 levels right now with this team. And I feel really bad for Cade. Like, I really like Cade Cunningham. I think he's a solid player. But you can just tell he is mentally, like, checked out. He, like, cannot take this anymore. And I don't blame him. I'm caught in between, do I want this losing streak to continue because it's hilarious? Or do I want this to end so their fans can just have one? Because it is unbelievable torture right now to be a Detroit Pistons fan. At least you have the Lions. Like, it's the one time ever that the Detroit Lions are actually good. You have that for the moment. But my God, this Detroit Pistons team could go down. Like, it genuinely could go down as the worst team in American sports history. It really could. They have the opportunity to do that. They are that poor. Like, the, the Warriors went 73-9. and nine. This team could go 9-73, and 73, and I would not be surprised. They could do the Bobcats thing. Bobcats did it in a short season is why it's going to be difficult is because they went seven and 59. That was the, that was the lockout year that they didn't start until Christmas day. So we'll see what happens there, but yeah, I mean, this team is horrible. They've got some pieces. I don't understand how they lose this much. Like they've actually got some decent pieces, but clearly if that owner doesn't sell the team, I, I, I feel so bad for that fan base as a, as as two fans here talking right now that have been through the absolute ringer with a shit franchise for a very long time, it sucks. It is absolutely just so painful to go through. But that will indeed, yeah. But that will wrap up. <laughs> that will wrap up this week's episode. Appreciate everybody for listening. Hope everyone had. A great holiday season, and thank you to everybody for listening throughout the year. Our next show will be in 2024. Happy New Year, everybody.